Day and welcome to the Pandemi Show. Stories of the Pandemi for people living in the Pandemi. No one is alone on the Pandemi Show. Thanks for joining us as we unite humanity through stories of hope, connection, and community in the face of the global pandemic. We are all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Thanks for taking a moment to like, subscribe, and follow the Pandemi Show on social media. We have a very special guest today who's here to talk about an important song, Save Our Beautiful World. Who are you? Hi, Dave. Thanks for asking. <laughs> As you can tell by my accent, I'm an English guy who grew up just outside London. My name's Chris Burkett. I'm primarily a musician and a songwriter, but I got sidetracked quite a few years ago after working with the, the, the iconic producer, Tony Visconti, who produced my first two albums as an artist. Tony got me addicted to uh, studio work, you know, so from that, on, that time onwards, I put away my guitar and my drums and all the other things I play. And I started, I became an engineer first, and then I started producing. And then I kind of became very well known as a producer in my own right after a few years of work. And I opened a studio in London called CB Sound. That studio got, uh, after a few years, got rated as the second best studio in the world. And I got a call from Billboard magazine one day and he said, hey, Chris, tell me about your studio. It's rated above Powerhouse in New York and, you know, Ocean Way in LA. And it's just a potting shed, really, <laughs> and, which it was. It's just a, it's an old garage, which I converted into a studio, which goes to prove that it doesn't really matter what kind of gear you got, it's how you use it, right? And I made a lot of hits in that studio, including the Sinead O'Connor number one, billion selling record uh, nothing compares to you so that was done at my partly some of it was done at my home studio anyway so that was uh, I went on from there and then I just briefly I decided to move to France I lived there for 13 years with my kids and watched my kids grow up because I wasn't seeing my kids grow up in London I was too busy so that was one of the reasons I moved down there after a while right so I wanted to move forward so I got connected with some of Buffy St. Marie's friends who I'd been producing albums with since 1992. She lives in Hawaii. So I went to Hawaii, built a beautiful studio there with some uh, other people. And my son came over and helped me design it. He's an electronic music engineer expert. But after about a year, I, I realized that I couldn't really live in Hawaii because I had a message for humanity. I, I realized my mission was actually to use my gifts of music to convey truth about social issues and also about spiritual issues. I was, I thought, I'm not going to achieve my mission here. By that time, I'd met Joan Prowse. She's a documentary filmmaker who did Buffy St. Marie's official life story documentary. I was playing guitar for Buffy at the time while I was living in Paris. We released the third album we did together, which is called Running for the Drum. With that album was co coincidingly released the Buffy St. Marie official documentary. We did a double release and to celebrate the occasion, we played at Massey Hall in Toronto. And that's where I physically met my wife-to-be in the green room at Massey Hall. Congratulations. Yeah, so that's, that's a love story. That's how I ended up in uh, Toronto. Welcome to Ontario. I am speaking to you today from the traditional territory of the Neutral and Anishinaabe people. And I'm so happy to, to be talking to you from Southern Ontario. 
where people from all different creeds are living together, cooperating, showing that it can work. When the pandemic struck, you were in Southern Ontario. When the pandemic struck, I was in Finland, in Helsinki. I was producing- A lot of heavy metal bands there in in Helsinki. but, But this wasn't a heavy metal project. This is an ambient music project from a beautiful, soulful woman called Gaia, which is, as you know, is the word for Mother Earth. Yeah. So Gaia, I met Gaia at the Indie Week conference in Toronto a couple of months earlier, because I'm always invited by Indie Week to do workshops on songwriting and producing, which are the two things I do most. Shout right? so, out, shout out, so Gaia, I, shout out. Gaia, Gaia, yeah, so there it goes. Well, the album just has just come out, funny enough. It's called Call for a Snake. It's a really good album. How did the small things in your life change when the pandemic struck? and fragmented the world to some degree. I just got back before the major lockdown. And the other thing, the other great thing that happened just before lockdown on March the 5th, I got my Canadian citizenship. Oh, congratulations. Isn't that cool? I just got, if I hadn't, if I'd left it a week, they wrote to me and said, can you make this meeting? If not, we'll have to put it later to get the, do the ceremony and all that stuff, right? So the pandemic struck, you had to do lockdown like everyone else. You have to wear a mask and physical distance when you go out. But then you were working on projects like Flatten yeah. the Hump. You did speaker series. There's a lot of things changed for me. Well, the first thing is that I just released an album. I formed a band called The Free Spirits. And I just released an album called 1111 with a co-writer called Shang Talon. And we have just about, we put the album out. We're just about to start touring it. And then bang, no concerts, nothing. So that album is sitting on a shelf. It's a brilliant piece of music. It's just sitting on a shelf waiting to be released. And we won't be doing that until we can actually get out there and gig. Along with my other projects, of course, I did an album with, despite the pandemic, I did an album with Bridget Melody. She's a First Nation singer. And that album's just been released too. It's called Spirit Dance. And check that out. It's, It's a great piece of work. Even though we were not able to be physically in contact and uh, I couldn't work with a team. I, I, I don't need a team around me because I play all the instruments. So I've been very fortunate, much more fortunate than some people in that I can put a whole record together completely on my own. So, cause I'm an engineer, producer, guitarist, keyboard player, drummer. I've been finding music so beneficial through the pandemic for my mental health. I've been talking to some listeners of the show and they've they've said, yeah, you're talking to a lot of bands and musicians lately. The creatives, Mm -hmm. they've been producing a lot of content to support Mm -hmm. the rest of us. You work with the Free Spirits, but also most recently you released a track on Earth Day with the Happy Campers. There's been a lot of great songs released Earth Day, April 22nd, 2021. The most powerful one I've heard so far is by Dana Manning. Shout out Dana Manning. The Happy Campers and you did an amazing job. You're working with children. You're creating powerful images. And it's a song about hope that you released on Earth Day. Thank you for joining us as we ask you questions with your song titles in the form of a pandemic question. Can you tell us why is it important now during the pandemic for people of all ages to save our beautiful world? Well, the pandemic is a, I believe is a wake up call from uh, mother nature. I mean, there are lots of uh, theories, conspiracy theories from here and there about, you know, where this came from, but the effect that this pandemic has had on humanity 
is to slow us down. Before the pandemic, we were just charging around, flying all over the place, willy-nilly just carbon footprinting all over the place and just too much fossil fuel, all that stuff. Now, all that is, we've been sort of slammed in our faces. We've been suddenly like, right, we've got to stay at home. There's been a lot of relationships broken up because of the pandemic, because people realize that they're probably living with the wrong person. They didn't realize that before. So that's a good thing. In fact, even though the breaking up is heartbreaking, it's actually, I believe, for the evolution of humanity, what's happening now is very, very important. It's a wake-up call. I've got various songs about this particular subject, Waking Up, and my song Wake Up, which is about waking up to what we're doing to nature, what we have been doing to nature, and what we need to do to move forward. I don't see the pandemic as being a negative in terms of human consciousness. It's a, bit, it's a negative in terms of capitalism. It's been very negative. It's been really hard on the economy. And I don't know how that's going to work out in the future because I'm not an uh, economist. But I think that overall, that there'll be a lot of good things will come. I think we're going to, I think people are beginning to realize that we have to respect the environment a lot more than we did. And, the, and Mother Nature has been taking a breather, you know. I live down in Queen's Quay, Bathurst, opposite Billy Bishop Airport. And they haven't flown planes out of this since last March. And I could tell you the atmosphere and the air quality down here has gone up a thousand percent. One of the things we've heard from people consistently is that with the first lockdown, the one thing they noticed is that they heard the birds. Yeah. They heard the nature, whether they were in a high density city or out in rural areas, like the nature, the nature was there before it's here. You make a really astute point. I've also heard Delana Gail Bone in Vancouver, she's a musician. Um, she's made a similar point that this is an opportunity for us to look around the world yeah. and to use this crisis as an opportunity to make massive change so the world is a better place. It's highlighted the problems in our society, the inequities. We're talking today on the one year anniversary of the murder of George Floyd in the United States, which yeah. happened after the Breonna Taylor murder which happened after all these other murders and they've continued, but social justice has kind of risen up during the pandemic. The environmental climate movement, it seems to be there too. I know we've talked with Angela Bischoff from Toronto. Mm. She's getting the word out about the nuclear development. So many people in mm. Canada don't understand or haven't heard that Canada's looking and the provinces are looking at expanding nuclear to small modular nuclear reactors. There's so much kind of that's been happening to the planet behind the scenes of the pandemic. Yeah. Since all the government press conferences seem to be about COVID. There was reports in Alberta that the government said it was perfect time to build pipelines because people couldn't gather to protest. But when we look at what's happening in the headlines today, also old growth forests are under attack on Vancouver Island and there's earth defenders there mm -hmm. getting arrested in the dozens trying to protect them. Uh, uh, have you heard about, have you heard about the permafrost melting in the Northwest Territories. Alarming. Yeah, no, that's, that's in the song, Save Our Beautiful World. I put that verse in the song. And it goes, uh, I just heard it on the news. Permafrost is on the move. Everything up in the north is melting. Wavy roads are everywhere. It's a roller coaster there. All the carbon in the ground is leaving. That's a little kid. I got a little, little kid to sing that. And uh, the reason I wrote that verse is because I heard a First Nation elder on the radio, I think it's CBC. And he was saying, he was telling the story of how the, the roads are going all wavy because the, the permafrost is actually we should used to support the roads is sinking and moving around it's nuts you know so we, we have to be aware of that there's a i mean is there so much carbon being let out from from centuries thousands of years of uh, encasement has been let, let out into the atmosphere people who live connected to nature are seeing the changes 
I know the orchard where I buy my family's apples. They told me that the cold snaps late in the spring are coming later. Like this year, it was horrible for apple trees. There were no pollinators with the cold spell we got here. Those types of things used to happen maybe every 100 years. And now they're happening at an accelerated rate. People connected with nature are seeing the changes. And they're sounding the alarm for the rest of us. If we look at what's happened just with India in the last, they're having their second cyclone. And those are, last year, the United States had a huge hurricane, hurricane season. So Weather is getting more violent, more volatile, droughts, flash flooding. Do you think there's climate denialism is going to continue in politics to slow us down? Another good thing about the pandemic is it's because, in, especially in Canada, we've had the gracious support of the government through the, the CERB system and all that stuff to help people to pay their rent while they're surviving. That's one of the factors that's given people more time to actually think because before, people were just too busy to think about the climate. You know, oh, I'm too, I've got to go to work. I was trying to get home from work. They're exhausted. They just chill out in front of the TV and fall asleep. And, but now people are actually having time. And of course, that's manifesting as a, in, in more creativity from artists. I've never, personally, I've never had such a prolific period of writing songs than I've had since the pandemic. I've, I've written, I've got like three albums waiting to re- release. And I know that there's a lot of other creatives are having the same situation and it's because of the, t- the space we're being allowed and that space is giving people time to think where they wouldn't normally think i know i've written a lot more poetry since this pandemic started if we have time at the end i'd love to read read some to you well if you want some music put to it just ask me that's what i do uh, okay i'm getting in line thank you very much chris have you, have you uh, well have you just on that, quickly on that subject have you heard my song if no, you have okay. such an extensive collection. <laughs> I well, if if was written by if is a poem by Rudyard Kipling, and you're going to love it because it, the the poem is all about finding strength in the, for the human condition in in a difficult situation. So it's very current actually, but it was written over a hundred years ago. Now Rudyard Kipling wrote this poem a long time ago, and and I, I'm the first person to actually put it to music. It's, it's on SoundCloud. So you've got words that you've written. I find. When I listen to poems, I find that they are already, they're already singing to me. They have an inherent melody in the poem. The same as if you take a First Nation round dance drum, just play a mundane rhythm on it, you know, do doom, 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 like this. You do it for like 30 minutes and just listen to it and zone into it. You'll hear that, that drum will start singing to you. I've written a whole album called Songs from the Drum. I identify because that's the, that's the vibe I get when I'm drumming with, with Organic Groove or Carmen's Whistle Pigs. <laughs> I know I would love to get an opportunity to drum with the Northern Cree drummers. Wow. Yeah. And that's who I thought of and heard in my mind when you, when you mentioned that. Next question. The pandemic has had its ups. The pandemic has had its downs. Every day there's a new twist and turn, whether it's airplanes being landed over Belarus to take out reporters and arrests or the COVID-19 outbreak right now on Mount Everest between Nepal and China. And China is now putting up a physical barrier differentiating the two sides mm. and is putting strict protocols that anyone on the Chinese side is not to interact with the other side because of the outbreak. How important now during the pandemic is precious love? Precious love is is extremely important right now because the thing about we're in a really big, well, I'll call it a shifting cosmic energy. 
which is going on on this planet is actually going on on the whole in our whole solar system that energy manifests in two ways it manifests a pure extreme creativity but also manifests as fear so in other words it manifests as love or fear depending on the person the energy is passing through so it's so important to shift our attention towards love away from fear is so important and that's what i'm trying to suggest in that song because it is actually a love song to a person but it could be a love love song to everybody you know uh, we we need to move we need to take the energy that we're receiving and use it for love and creativity not destruction and fear and, that, and that's, that's a very, very important point cameron and crawford from saskatoon saskatchewan dara shandelka from laurent saskatchewan they said very similar things that the we, the way we can bring people together, whether it's the anti-vaxxers, the anti-maskers, the yeah. people that are transitioning out of white supremacy or hate ideologies, our love in the music is what's going to help repatriate and reconcile some of these lost souls. Because the first lockdown, people were great. They're outside banging on pots and pans, supporting the nurses. The second lockdown, we were good, not great. The third lockdown... Some of those people that were hitting pots and pans are now going out saying we shouldn't wear masks and everything should be open. They've snapped. Or mm. all the misinformation and hate and anxiety and fear, it's gotten into their heart. Yeah. So to know that there's songwriters uh, and performers out there combating that, combating that, and that in after times, like I was excited for the 2020 in 2016. I'm thinking, okay. Roaring 20s are coming. I got to get an outfit. I want to get out on the town. And then it hit and it was kind of like, oh, wow, a pandemic. It's our turn. It's our moment in humanity's turn to deal with something collectively as best we can. Yeah. When we get through this, I am very much looking forward to choral singing, large group gatherings of singing. And I think that's what's going to help get some of the poison, anxiety, and fear out of some of the people that have kind of gone off, off their rockers the further we get into this ordeal. Yeah, well, the thing is, it's a well, quite a well-known, understood fact now that music is actually very therapeutic. And uh, it's been proved a lot in workshops. You know, I, I Institute in um, Florida a few years ago, they realized that that's the sound that the dolphins made, wild dolphins, not not dolphins in captivity, they're very different, but in wild, in their natural state, habitat they emit a vibration which is very calming and really helps kids with autism and that's what they were working on but that's the same thing with with music the vibration music is a universal language it 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 cuts across culture race politics everything it's extremely valuable for to to help us place ourselves into the future which is what where we're headed you know the humanity is destined to evolve in love and light, whether we like it or not. And whether some people like that or not, this is actually what is going to happen. And music will facilitate that evolution. It's very important. Yeah, it's a new generation. That's why I wanted kids to sing, sing Save Our Beautiful World. You know, it could have been sung by adults, but I wanted children to sing it because they have a much bigger vested interest in the future than we do. I mean, we, we've been writing checks that our kids have to pay for, right? We know that. Bingo. <laughs> bingo now you, you you make me think of a quote from greta our relationship with nature is broken but relationships can change when we protect nature we are protecting itself yeah i think there this is an opportunity this is a pivotal moment in human 
history. And can I take a moment to read a poem to you? This poem came to me last summer. You were doing your Flatten the Hump concert series. I wish I would have been watching that last summer. The poem would even be more powerful. <laughs> it's called Antibodies with Our Love. One, two, three, PPE. I hope we are COVID free. Income inequality spreading like wildfire. Giant hogweed on our waterways goes to seeds and spreads its burning sap. Sunlight done right. Gotta be part of the fight. Scotch thistle, wet your whistle. Seeds going to spread like missiles. Blow your whistle. We are airborne everywhere. Watch out, they're in my COVID hair. Moist droplets, curly moplets. Put on a mask, don't drop it. See someone pulling down their mask. Let's out a cough and I stand back. Scratch my head. Bad breath, worse than meth. Junkie on a diet, why did they try it? Who's putting the poison in the supply train? Fried bat might try it. No way, I'd rather roll in the hay. In my bubble, bubble, wubble. Back to school in September. Ministry of Public Education run by the homeschool and private elite of our nation. Greed and fundamentalism in their blood. We will give them the antibodies with our love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a powerful poem. Yeah, I was worried, a the uncertainty, and I had to express myself in writing share it with people and that helped me move past the fear and into the love although yeah, it's hard yeah. how is the pandemic taking us higher taking you higher taking me higher how is it finding the light inside ourselves take me higher well take me higher is just fundamentally a song about finding the light in you which is in all of us which has been dimmed and almost distinguished by by society's programming particularly programmed for thousands almost thousands of years to think that we're actually actually evil sinners, but that's in everybody's psycho psychology. If you if you have a conversation with anybody and get ask them to be hundred percent honest, say they'll probably admit that they don't actually like themselves. I had to write that song, "Take Me Higher," because it's you, and there's also a song coming out on the Happy Campus coming out called "I'm a Big Fan of Myself." Because and it's not it's not we're not talking from an egocentric point of view. A big fan of myself is saying that we we're we're always projecting onto someone else to feel good. But in fact, the light is, all, is in us. We've already got that. We're all divine beings. We're all, we're all spirit beings in a material world here to experience. And the pandemic has given us that opportunity for yeah. each and every one of us to find the light in ourselves, to deal with that inner conflict. Yeah. And with the power of love from the music that is strong, we will move forward and make yeah. a better planet for hopefully everybody and everything. What do you hope the world comes out of this pandemic looking like? When we're looking in the rear view, driving to the show, what do you hope the world looks like? It's a big question and it could take a long time to answer, but uh, I hope and I actually believe that the world will come into a new stage of consciousness after the pandemic, where we will pass by the, the old industrial mindset that we've been saddled with for hundreds of years. We'll actually start to work in liaison with nature instead of against it. But there's a song there's a song called Be the Change. And that's, that song is, says essentially that man did not weave the web of life. He's merely a strand in it. Whatever we do to the web, we do to ourselves. And I think that will happen. That's going to happen in spite of what some people, power of, possessing people want 
the, the trouble is with this, this planet is that we've got lots of military academies, lots of universities to study combat and weapons. and have any peace academies. And that's, that's been a problem. Now, I think that is actually going to change, partly because of the pandemic, but partly also because I believe we're evolving rapidly. We're in a new age now, we're in the age of Aquarius. So whether we like it or not, there's a cosmic influences that arriving on this planet, which are changing the way people are. So in spite of ourselves, we are going to evolve. Into a, be- into a better human race. So that's, that's my, my own feeling. Okay? I, I think you're onto something. I think you've got your fingers on the pulse of the beating earth. Star yeah. Trek has been out since the 60s. Oh, yeah. People have been able to adapt. Science, positive science fiction is going to come become reality. And we're all going to be universal mm. brothers and sisters. I think Gene Rodenberry is a genius. And I'm a huge Trekkie. One thing you notice in Star Trek, is that the whole point of existence in Star Trek is to find out, make themselves better people and to make help other people. Is is that's what we that's what we need to aim. We need to be we need to be all become Trekkies. Chris, I can't thank you enough for joining us here today on the Pandemic Show. Stories of the Pandemic for the people of the Pandemic. No one's alone on the Pandemic Show. Chris, this is hopefully the first of many conversations. Thank you. Yeah, stay in touch. And I want to see your, some more of your poems. Thanks for listening to the Pandemic Show. We're all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Physically distance with us at pandemishow.com. Be a part of our community by subscribing to and sharing the Pandemic Show. Thanks for taking a minute to email an episode, share a link, or promote us on social media. Pandemic Show is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. Stories from the Pandemic for the people of the Pandemic. Do you have an interesting Pandemic story and want to share? Email us at pandemishow at gmail.com. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to Giant Value for singing us in and letting us know everything is going to be all right. No one is alone at the Pandemic Show.